Hi everyone and welcome to Type 1 on 1, a podcast that delves into the obscure, complex and challenging world of life with type 1 diabetes. I'm Jen Greaves and each week with the help of some brilliant guests I'll be showing that there is no normal when it comes to handling this whopper of a chronic condition because we're all pretty much figuring out the messiness of day-to-day life with diabetes as we go. And most of all, even though it doesn't always feel like it, we are absolutely not alone. Hello. Is this mic on? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> professional as ever. Here we are. Two professional Hello, podcasters. <laughs> How are you doing, my dear? I am good. How are you, my love? I'm all right. So welcome back, everyone. This is type one-on-one, sort of the diaries. We've got the MVP back for episode one. (laughs) Oh my God, I love to be the MVP. Bad man. And then we're going to do a few interviews to mix it up. But we thought we had to have a little check-in with our lovely friend Amy Bennett here. I am Jen Greaves. I have type 1 diabetes, that is for sure. Amy Bennett here. Also very much in the club. Yeah, man. And um, T1D. Some of you lovely lot have been asking where we are. And here we are. Back for a little episode, a little check-in. Hi, Amy. It's been three months to the day when this goes out. That's a long time. Yeah. So weird. I actually said to you something like, oh, it's only been like a month. (laughs) You were like, no, mate, it's been three months. Life really be life in Jen. Where in the world are you? This is how we like to start. And what hikes have you been on? (laughs) Straight back in with the shots fired. No, that's fine. No, not shots fired. I do enjoy, and I have said it before, and I will say it again, I do enjoy you talking about how you manage your blood sugars on said hikes. Because you have had some stinkers. Oh, yeah. But you've also had some great ones. Well, since we've been gone, I have done a grand total of one hike, but I do have some fantastic new shoes because the last hike I did was very much documented on this podcast. Um, I was across the world in Central America and um, I lost a lot of toenails on that hike and I also then threw out the shoes in a rage. So um, I bought some (laughs) new ones and I've tested them a grand total of one time and and I was gonna say how many toenails did you return with I returned with well all sort of seven and a half that I've got <laughs> since the last <laughs> so disgusting so disgusting we're getting there people the toenails are almost back in action my toes were fine my blood sugar's had a little bit of a roller coaster. I did the classic thing of like starting to hike with insulin on board. My blood sugars have dropped and I panicked. So I like wolfed down about 70 brioche buns. Then we didn't hike as much as I thought we were going to because I was in a bit of a bigger group. So I think the guide was kind of pacing the average and I really was ready for a big old climb and, and it never came. So obviously my blood sugars did the climbing for me. So that's happened. I'm in Spain, which is exactly where we left me <laughs> in the last episode. I have been back to the UK since then. There was a little stint in Portugal, but I'm still in Spain. So that's really nice. I've been able to like cook 
properly for the first time in a long time. I've been able to go back to the gym, but we'll, I'm sure we'll get onto all that nonsense. Where are you, Amy? What's going on? The last time we left you was the very first week you had your insulin pump. So yeah, that's probably where we should start in terms of the diabetes stuff. I love how we got straight into the hikes and my stupid toes. <laughs> Important. Also, we haven't, we need to talk about your wrist. Oh, okay. I guess that kind of ties into all of this because yeah, last episode I did have my wrist in a plaster cast because I managed to break it. But let's let's retell the story a little bit in case people oh, no. didn't listen to those episodes because Jen posted some pictures on her Instagram um, having fallen on a boat and her wrist, her whole arm was like big and really big and purple, I think it's fair to say, yes. right? It was a giant marigold glove, not the, not um, the flower. Yeah, like it looked like, yeah, like a glove that had been like blown up, like a purple rubber glove that had been blown up and had replaced Jen's hand. And I messaged Jen when I saw, saw it and I said, have you been to the doctor? This looks like it could be broken. I'm no doctor, as we all know, and as I like to tell you. But I was like, the bruising on that is really significant. And you were like, oh, no, it doesn't hurt that much. And I can still sort of move my fingers. So I think it's fine. And I was like, babe. <laughs> and then like three days later you eventually were like oh okay the swelling's not going down I need to go to the doctor and uh what was the result Jen dear folks it was broken Amy was right <laughs> I don't know why I laughed at that I'm sorry that's so mean <laughs> it's more that I was right not that your wrist was broken that's okay it's okay it was an escapade we like to get ourselves unwittingly, unwillingly into escapades, which I think is pretty normal for anyone, but especially when you carry type 1 diabetes with you, it just widens the variables, the possibilities for the escapades. And um, if you haven't listened to myself and Amy before, you have got an absolute treat of 30 episodes full of ridiculous escapades. I like to think of myself as like the lowbrow version of your regular podcast because all of your guests are like really nice tell really lovely eloquent stories and then I'm like Jen tell me about your toenails and I also have equally disgusting stories to tell sweaty hypo gremlins yeah I've definitely oh, talked about thrush on this podcast I was before gonna say, fire fanny springs to mind <laughs> fire fanny yeah yeah, so if you've not if you've not been here for a podcast up. with me before and you've got sensitive ears, go back and listen to one of Jen's other episodes. Don't listen to me. I'm I'm not your gal. <laughs> you are very popular with the listeners, which is why you're back here today. So let's get into the pump date. Yeah. That's what people want to know. So I've had diabetes for nearly twenty seven years now. And but Amy, Jen, how, many- how could you possibly have got diabetes before you were born? absolute babe I love you for many reasons happy valentine's day as well as we record this yeah happy valentine's day that is testament to how cool Jen and I are that here we are on (laughs) valentine's day recording a podcast got nowhere better to be (laughs) I'm here for it friendship love is just as important tbf I did have an invite out with a group of friends tonight and I said no recording the podcast with Jen so I can't come it's true love it's true love so Amy, you've been on a on a road to get an insulin pump. Mm. It was a no, then it was a no, then it was another no, then it was a maybe, then it was a no again, then it was a yes, then it was a but not yet. And it was it was a time, wasn't it? As you've been adjusting yeah. to being type 
one with an adult diagnosis, I want to say three years ago? Three years. Yeah. Three and a bit. Tell us more. How has it been going? Yeah, it was really weird because we'd already planned for that episode, that last block of 10 to be the last block for a little while because it's quite full on making a podcast every week. Who knew? (laughs) And yeah, on that week, I'd done the training, I think like four or five days before and finally got my pump. And it was really, it was crazy because all the stuff had arrived um, and I wasn't allowed to use it until I'd done the training, which wasn't scheduled into three weeks, till three weeks later. And I was like, ah! The so yeah, you joined me back in my kitchen in London where you left me last time, the same spot where I did my pump training. And um, it was online, just to clarify, <laughs> there wasn't loads of, loads of like diabetes friends in my house. Um, although also fine with that take that as an invite everyone yeah come over let's um talk about insulin so yeah I was gonna like be, like make a joke and be like yeah I didn't get on with it it's gone <laughs> but <laughs> I really love it and it it I don't really have much to say about my diabetes I don't know why I'm here Jen sorry um <laughs> because thanks it's been great see you next week yeah thanks cheers guys bye I think about my diabetes so much less and that's not just because we're not we've not been doing the podcast. I think it's mostly because it's just way less present in my life. And it's been really weird actually. A couple of people very close to me have said something that I don't think they would have thought was insensitive, but it felt insensitive to me. Mm-hmm. And they both said to me separately, Oh, I thought it did everything for you. I thought like, the, I think they basically thought I had like a closed loop, like I was full robotic. Right. And they were like, I thought it would do everything. And I was like, no, because I think this will be like putting in numbers or whatever. And actually even just having the bolus calculator, um, not having like, sometimes I get into bed still and I'm like, oh my God, I haven't, I haven't done my background insulin. And I'm like, <laughs> don't need to do it anymore. <laughs> so like so many things like that like I I don't have to think about carrying things around with me I know that's really bad because I am the worst person I get myself into scrapes I used to all the time when I was on injections because I'd be like oh, I don't need to carry that thing um I very rarely take anything apart from my PDM out with me diabetes wise I obviously take keys and a phone things like that but <laughs> it's just it's really revolutionized the way that I think about my diabetes and I also I'm just gonna touch wood here a second um because I've not forgotten the PDM ever whereas I used to as you know Jen forget insulin forget needles forget my insulin pens all the time and I think it's because it's like a phone I just pick it up with my phone and it's like having two phones I never forget my phone Mm. without trying to sound like I work for an insulin pump company like I think irrespective of what insulin pump you get just not having that admin of doing 10 plus injections a day has completely changed the game for me yeah it's just amazing to hear and I think I can't I know that I didn't go on an insulin pump for a very long time but I can't really remember the feelings around much of it um, so I think it's really helpful for people to hear because understandably, this is a big change. You were very sure that you wanted and needed an insulin pump and you fought for it. You got yourself here. I'm just really happy that it's really come good in terms of 
what you'd hoped it would be. And I think, yeah, I understand why people are nervous about it. I was nervous about it. I said no to an insulin pump across various clinics because I moved around the UK a fair bit. Not that they were completely offering it to me on a plate, but they, it was suggested, have you thought about it? You know, that kind yeah. of question once or twice. And I just refused to entertain the idea. So I know that there are people listening, feeling that way too. Mm. And none of this is perfect. I don't think there's a perfect insulin pump for anyone, but I'm just so chuffed for you. It's just so amazing. Thanks, mate. Yeah, I definitely, I've had a few people message me saying, I'm still thinking about it. Like, how are you getting on with it? And for me, I think, I think my clinic were worried that I had put so much weight on what it was going to do for me and my life. And it, it's gone like way above and beyond that. Like, I don't think the expectations I had of it were unrealistic. No, I don't I, think they were. I think that when you live your adult life without having to like carry needles and inject yourself and also be like mindful of like bruises and like your body changing and but there was just so much in it yeah. that I now don't have to think about. Like I'm not looking at myself absolutely covered in bruises and I'm not having to like get out a needle in a restaurant because as you know I refuse to go to the bathroom and do it like this isn't you know if you don't like a needle that's your problem not mine sort of thing I will be like mindful but also like I don't I don't want to stick you know sharp objects into my body every day um and it's incredible really because I've gone from you know I guess finger pricking 10 plus times a day and injecting 10 plus times a day so that's if we say that's like 60 needles is that right Matt over three days um plus <laughs> background so, so we're talking like you know 64 65 whatever let's round yeah. it up and say 65 to swapping that for like one cannula change every three days and an additional yeah. one every 10 days for my Dexcom it's just taken the weight of all of that like blood and needle and you know and, and I'd, I'd got to a point with the injections that it was fine but it it, it was like a, a bit of a rigmarole for me I'm busy I'm like move very quickly through a lot of things and um I don't have the best concentration span either so I'd be like I'd forget all the time to do the injection far enough in advance not to have a mega spike and I think I also knew because you and I are close and I've known you for a long time and I'd never seen diabetes get in the way of your life like it did mine and knowing the things that you do I knew it was going to be the right thing for for me and my life and you know what I wanted to do and another big part of it as well was exercise. And I was really struggling to get control. And therefore, I had lost a lot of confidence when exercising because I would either have to go in with my blood sugar really, really high to like bring it down, or I would have to go in fasted with no insulin on board. So I was having to exercise early in the morning. Anyone who knows me in real life knows I hate getting up in the morning. <laughs> so for that part, it was like, I felt like it had taken over my life in ways that I didn't think was fair. And so now I am like back exercising. I started slow and I've got so much more control. And I never thought that day would come. And I'm the no, I'm three months in and the novelty has not worn off. It feels like 
a to- I felt like a kid at Christmas and it feels like a toy that I had wanted for all year, even though it was longer than one year. But you know, like how a kid feels when they've wanted something yeah. for so long for ages and it's the best feeling ever. I still feel like that. And I'm very, very grateful. It's wonderful. I love it so much. I love seeing you like this, talking about it like this, because you've been very open on the podcast about your struggles, as have I. We both have them. Like the pod isn't some magical solution, but mm. this is, and you're reminding me as well, because I did go back on needles for a little while at the beginning of last year on injections. And while I was like, oh, this is quite light, that was where it ended. The rest of it was mm. guesstimating. I cut, like I don't have insulin on board. I don't know how accurate this dose is because this <laughs> shonky needle is squirting out all over the place because it's very old and very long. Um, my my legs. I remember messaging you one day saying they're starting to look like mouldy meat because they were just blue mm. and mottled. Mm. And that's not to say people who are on injections and happy with it are not doing a disservice. But like you say, you were so sure that this is what you needed for your life, and yeah. Just bloody and also, because I do bruise really easily, and I I'm going to send you a picture in a bit. I, I I painted my living room ceiling, and I used like a roller on a pole, and without realizing, every time I did it, I jabbed the pole into my leg. When I finished the painting, I got in the shower. This is the same day. I had 26 bruises on one of my thighs. How did you not them. notice? I just didn't notice. This is the thing. I just bruise. I think I've like it's something to do with like how your blood. I don't know, whatever. Anyway, I've always been someone who will like literally like tap themselves and get a bruise. So for me, it was not just an aesthetic thing. It was also like how it was beginning to feel as well. Like I felt like lumpy and, you know, I've saved myself a lot of that now. And that's not to say like I took a pump off earlier this week and it's left a big horrible red mark you know like in the like sort of anchor shape shape where the metal parts are like I've obviously had like a reaction to that when I pulled the cannula off it had like a bit of gunge on it I was like "Mm, hot I get that a bit this is sexy diabetes chat is back for valentine's day and I love it yeah it's not all perfect but for me for my personal you know experience of this it's taken a lot of the weight out of it and if you're if you're thinking about it or if your clinician has suggested it to you, have the conversation. Don't just, I think I would say just don't rule it out because it might change your outlook. It might change your like day-to-day life in ways that you hadn't considered that it might, because it's done all the things that I thought it would. What I didn't realize it would do so much is give me like way more headspace. We love to hear it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks, mate. Sorry, I really wanged on there. But I think the listeners that were with us, God bless you for 30 episodes, were really on this journey with you. It's really nice to hear. And there were weeks where, like, the emotional turmoil of not knowing if I was going to get it or not, that sounds really dramatic, but that is how it felt. There were weeks where I just couldn't talk about it. I was so upset every time I felt like I had, like, got a bit further. And then it was like, oh... I mean, there were various things like, oh, we can't get the funding for this. And then there wasn't a nurse. And it's like, oh, now there is a nurse, but we have to do another round of getting the approval. And every time I was just like, I remember going in once and, and talking to the main pump nurse and I just burst into tears and I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I can't ride this roller coaster of not knowing. Um, and um, yeah, I had a full like, 
meant to be on her, which is sorry about that. But it goes to show how much of this, like, it's not just about a piece of kit. It's not just about having to do injections every day. It's what all of this mm. living with type 1 diabetes is, what it comes with, whether you're in injections or a pump, like you're still dealing with all this stuff in potentially a different way than you were before. And like, you know, I've said it so many times, I'm nearly 27 years in and like I've had some howlers lately in terms of highs, in terms of crashing lows. I'm sort of roaming the world a little bit the vulnerability when that happens and I'm like I am on my own here mm. I don't know where to go I don't know what the medical center is like it is yeah. utterly terrifying and that's not to say I'm not doing it anyway and like 90% of the time I'm just like look at what I can do with or without diabetes like I think that's so important and I'm so proud of what I've done with it as everyone should be whether you're traveling the world or just getting through the day because that is an absolute phenomenal effort in itself we're doing it I think we're all phenomenal yeah like everything about this is so personal I just obviously if you have injections, if you have a pump, however you manage your diabetes is entirely up to you with no judgment from anywhere. But for the difference, it's really hard to um, explain it. Yeah, you sound different. And it's not that we haven't communicated. We actually haven't spoken in three months. If we're not doing no, the we're podcast, not actually we're not real friends. friends. <laughs> Every time I've spoken to you, like I can hear it in your voice. You can tell that like your head doesn't have as much diabetes swimming around it all the time and you're not as frustrated with it yeah so that's just great this episode of type one on one is sponsored by insulet the founders of pod therapy only found with Omnipod. Pod therapy uses a tubeless, wearable and waterproof pod that continuously delivers insulin for up to three days. Controlled wirelessly by its handheld companion, the Personal Diabetes Manager, it allows you to personalize your insulin doses according to your own daily needs. No multiple daily injections and no tubes. Head to omnipod.com to find out more. Speaking of the tech, segueing seamlessly here. Gorgeous. I am away. I've been away a little while. I'm about to go back home. I like have done pretty well, I think, in being organized in terms of carrying my dire shit around the world. And mm. I have two lovely Dexcom sensors left, which is totally enough to see me through before I get back to the UK. However, in two days' time, my transmitter dies. Did I bring the oh. next one? No, I did not. So I am heading back to Fingerprick Town. Was that a sexy tune for Fingerprick Town? <laughs> the least sexy place of all places. Population, me, myself, and I. <laughs> yeah, just you, honey, because I ain't going back there. Oh my gosh. So yeah, I'm a little bit nervous. And I know, like, I was on Fingerpricks for. Oh, forever. You've been diabetic so long, you used to do a wee test, didn't you? (laughs) (laughs) I have had guests that um, were rocking that lifestyle. Can you imagine? Yeah, no offence to the older people who had to do that. Sorry, I was just trying to take this out of Jen. (laughs) No, (laughs) that wasn't wasn't me calling you out. And I say this all the time. I don't need to get worthy on it. But like how far the tech has come in such a relatively short space of time. It's like even in like my era of being a diabetic I remember like as I was diagnosed 
there was like, well, one day there will be a closed loop system between the pumps and the CGMs. And like, I know like loads of actual people who are on closed loops that are not like an internet hack. It's like a real thing. Yeah. So. I'm glad they've stopped saying though, any day now there'll be a cure. At 10 years, there'll be a cure. (laughs) I've, I've never been told that actually. And also... If there was a cure, I think it would be probably really invasive and I'm just quite happy with where I am now, thanks. <laughs> well, that says a lot because I would happily take a cure. <laughs> like, Would you? Oh my God, tomorrow, 100%. See you later. I feel very comfortable that I am a... You've done your 99% time. 99% less of an asshole because of type 1 diabetes and I think I can give it back tomorrow knowing that I'm, I've learned the lessons. And I'm grateful <laughs> for the experiences, but thank you. See you later. Get out of my life. I'm 100%. I'm still an asshole, so I think there's still like a, <laughs> a decent amount of learning that I still need to do. The thing is, like, I think if there was a cure, it would be something like horrible. Like you'd have to have like they'd make it awful. It wouldn't be like just take this tablet and it and it's gone. It wouldn't be that. It would be like you have to excrete your pancreas out of your butthole and then like you have to have a new one put in through your ear or something awful. It would be horrible. <laughs> Cured it, guys. Anyway, let's go back to your transmitter so you can't get you can't get hold of one. Uh, and this is absolutely foolish. My friends just arrived the first visitors I've had from the UK apart from you in Mexico last January when you did furnish me with some nice new insulin from my prescription. (laughs) (laughs) Amy picked up my prescription and brought it to Mexico. It was basically just an excuse for us to hang out. I know. Why didn't you tell me that you were running short of things? I would have flown out. You know, I love any excuse for a holiday. (laughs) (laughs) I'll come tomorrow. I mean, feasibly you can do it now. It's not as far as Mexico. But yeah, I had friends out this weekend and I didn't think to like, maybe try and get my dad to send the transmitter I don't even know but I like to think I'm quite organized when it comes to traveling with diabetes now and uh I dropped it on that one to be fair it's only 10 days I thought maybe it wouldn't do such a hard shut off but um does it do a hard shut off well I got a message today saying that the battery was critically low I was like oh that sounds pretty serious um but you know what it's a week it's a week it's a week it's a week remembered the backup testing strips so we'll be fine it's nothing we haven't done before because i didn't remember that when i came to see you in mexico i didn't have a finger prick kit did i i couldn't find it and i was in a hurry to leave the house and i was like ah fuck it now i've got two so don't worry about me everyone i've i've got everything and i've organized it and i've moved house since i went to mexico so i'm a new woman basically she's she's living listen to this amy bennett we love to see it (laughs) and the other thing i was going to say to you which i've just realized as you were talking about your dear omnipod there i've had the omnipod for seven years now and my god yeah that's that's a while but as I keep saying, I've had diabetes for about a thousand years. This this right here that you can see, this little box oh on my, my arm. Oh my God, we're in the same place. Oh, maybe I sensed it. This is the very, very, very first Omnipod I've ever, ever put on my arm. Ever. 
um I like it it's comfy I really yeah. like it I barely notice it I think because of year after years of like wearing CGMs on the back of my arm mm. I find that the only problem is if you put it too high up sometimes you catch it with the razor when you're trying to shave your armpits how um, are you going that is a thorough shave <laughs> like with most things I'm a bit haphazard um <laughs> and so I have like caught the corner of it a couple of times but I rotate between my arms and my thighs because for me but I have now moved my Dexcom to my tummy because I'm finding it lasts a bit longer there oh yeah Amy has historically had a lot of um problems with CGMs and Flash glucose. Yeah. Saying sayonara very, very prematurely. But it's actually, um, it might just be because it's been the winter and when it gets around mm. to the summer, I might not want it on my tummy. But actually moving, I moved it to my tummy uh, before Christmas and I haven't I haven't put it back on my arm since then. Interesting. I like my Dexcom there, but I do wear my Omnipod on my torso a fair bit. So I tend to like not want to put them too close together. It just feels very messy. Yeah. This is interesting. I used to have a tattoo on my hip. Arguably, it's still there, like a weird smudge. But I've seen it. It exists. Yeah, it does. Oh, it's grim. I decided I wanted to get it lasered. And that was a very, very similar time to when I first got my pump because I was wearing it on my torso. And I was like, everything here is just a little bit messy right now. Like, the tattoo's got to go. (laughs) And I wanted to get rid of it anyway. But I think it was the thing that, like, pushed me. But you saying about winter, I think that's why I've... um, I like completely out of nowhere just decided yesterday to like pop it on my arm because I thought well it's under jumpers the reason I don't want to wear it there is because like you I have a real tendency toenails are perfect example of just getting myself into a few little scrapes here and there um but so far love love it like really like it can't can't really feel it I used to there was like a few occasions when I used to have a Libre that I like banged it on a door frame and like knocked it off well the other day I ripped an Omnipod off my leg I like smacked my leg on a door frame it it was fine it didn't hurt um and it was I was wearing trousers and it fell off like underneath my trousers so I'd obviously gone at the door with some force um (laughs) I think I was trying to like take out the recycling and there were too many things in the hallway and then I like slipped and like whacked my leg anyway that's the only that's the only time um I've like pulled one off accidentally I had a really bad one I put it on my torso and then I wear like an across bag when I'm out and about and I'd put it exactly where the strap of the bag crossed my body so every other step it was like ping ping I was like ah that is an object that is like under my skin and yeah just really irritated it basically switched that I've had that on my thigh side so when I wear a bag like the bottom of the bag was like hitting the top and I was like oh I just have to move it this is like little things but like I'll I'll take that you know it doesn't bother me enough to be like oh god I can't it's just funny how we adapt though isn't it well like things that other people don't think about um but also I do really appreciate that there's a lot of people that wouldn't want like it's not big but it's like a hefty like I would say it's like airpod case size for like context I guess nice um, nice the small airpods the cheap ones that I've got not the fancy ones that Jen's got oh I had to renew I, so I had to get new airpods because I left my old non-apple wireless oh, in an airport on a table oh and I'm so careful with everything I'm still not over it but I do now well, have this nice is, shiny airpods when you lose things 
it's like I get really upset when I lose things Mm. even more so because I feel like now I'm worse because the diabetes is I'm like thinking have I got this have I got that yeah every time I get up off the train I like look behind me to which oh Oh, let's talk about this. (laughs) So just get a little basal trip. What happened? Yeah. Have you had this thing before? I've only had it a couple of times. And it must be when you get your cannula like somewhere too close to like a nerve or something. And the first time you give yourself like a big delivery of insulin, you're like, huh. And then obviously, because it like clicks in like every like second, you're like, huh, huh. Obviously, where I put this one now, normally I have no problems with my arms at all and I've I've had it once before on my leg where I can feel every time it's given me insulin and then sometimes when I get like a bit of my basil it's like a little su- a surprise just to like remind me I'm alive I don't know it was that that reminds me of um I had a friend in school whose mum had this like ab machine and used to wrap it round do you oh remember God, I'd love one of those yeah you can still buy them they just don't wrap around anymore they stick on and they've got like a button in the middle I don't have one but I would get one I remember one day my mum let us play with it like try it I don't I think it's a load of nonsense but anything if I could lay there and get abs like sign me up sure probably yeah, be man. eating ice cream while I did it you know to really test the theory but that's what that reminds me of she like laid there and was like zap yeah zap. <gasps> yeah this feels like a little needle like stab it it's definitely it's got to hit like a nerve or a blood vessel or something I don't know but it's like a little like it's not unbearable but when I give myself a bolus like my business partner was trying to talk to me today and I was like Dan you're just gonna have to be quiet just for a sec because I just need to like breathe through this like pain and it felt like I'd only given myself three units or something and it felt like it was going in in like increments of point naught 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 one a minute it felt like it was going on forever oh I've not had it with a basil but and mine sounds a little bit different but I have had it where I've put a new pod on trotted out the door gone about my life gone to take a bolus and it's more like the insulin is still cold or something and it like stings me as like as it goes in but it's the yeah. same reaction I'm like oh 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 <laughs> people are just looking at you like what the hell? what, what I'll tell you what there's this is also something I was not ready for and I remember telling you maybe I said it actually before I didn't think that it would click yeah so when I first had it on and it clicked at me I was like oh oh okay and so then when I gave myself my first bolus I was like oh like now I'm seeing how it goes in and then it beeps when it's finished but then I started like thinking god I've got like a weird box thing stuck to me and it clicks it's like Mm. not really good optics at an airport sure or on the tube or yeah any place where people get suspicious it yeah. yeah and the the beep of um you know when it's expiring I left mine for the first time when I changed this one which was day before yesterday I was meant to change it in the day on Sunday and I was out and about went to the football then I went to like for a roast dinner with my friends and I'd left it until it was at the eight hour period and it just goes to like a long screech oh yeah and And I was like oh my god Oh my god! Oh my god! I need it to stop. I was like pressing all the buttons on the PDM. It doesn't turn off. You have to literally deactivate it, otherwise it won't shut up. <laughs> Did all the dogs in London come running towards you? Because that's how it makes yeah, me feel. Yeah, all of them. Like it's so apart high from my dog. 
because she can't hear anything. Milu, who used to be the real VIP of this podcast, has been banned this evening because Amy and Milu are not friends today. I didn't talk to her until midday and then we made friends at midday and then she's just been a bit like off, but she's taken herself to bed like she knows what she did. We don't need to talk about it anymore. She's gone to think about what she's done. You know, she's in those difficult years. She's two and a half. So I think when people, when I talk about her being deaf, people automatically assume that she's an old dog, but she's always been deaf. So she still has the propensity to be like a dickhead. I'm not being horrible to an elderly dog. She was just being a dick. Um, Oh my gosh. Yeah. So Stabby Pain's on the pod is my probable only complaint. And like, I've had like a few like weird skin issues, but that's just me. Me being rank. I've got a little bit of scar tissue from the cannulas. I but guess you don't really feel them needle. going in. Never, no. That is like a little elastic band. Not dissimilar to the laser treatment that removes the tattoo. Interesting. In my case. This is interesting. And I wonder if anyone listening has had this experience, if you've had a tattoo removed. When I first went to get it like, assessed they were like oh yeah maybe three or four sessions whatever 10 sessions later I still have a blurry smudge on my hip and the only thing I can think is that because we're immune autoimmune because we're immunocompromised (laughs) that my body has struggled (laughs) just like I did with my words then um (laughs) very good great seg (laughs) to take so when you get laser, it breaks down the ink and then your immune system carries it away. And I think you actually pee it out. Now, science with Jen is not a thing, so this could be wrong. I think, I think you're right. I think you do pee out ink particles. Right. And the only thing I can think, unless my body is as stubborn as I can be, is that my diabetes has affected my body's ability to carry that away. But then I think I don't get very ill you know there's other ways that like immune deficiency is that even the right term yeah I've honestly science of amy also not a thing but but amy loves the science gender's not i fucking love the science mate that's an update i got covid and obviously i hadn't had covid i got covid over christmas and over new year and i was very ill i was really unwell mm. And then I recovered and then my taste didn't come back. And then it just started to come back and then I got really ill again. And I was like, oh my God, I am the girl who swerved COVID for three years and then got it twice in a month. I was like, that's going to be me. It wasn't COVID the second time, but still my taste is not where it was. But for, I would say I didn't get my taste back until like start to come back till the end of January and yeah and then I got really sick again and I couldn't breathe and so I think somewhere along the line my immune system has taken a hit probably because all of the like going out and doing things in December have finally like caught up with me um but I it's weird actually I notice my immune system is bad in other ways like spots and blisters and any sort of like marks or cuts on my body which just don't fade like they used to And because I'm prone to a bruise anyway, it's even worse now because they just don't go anywhere for ages. Um, But I've still not really, apart from January this year, and hopefully that's not like a, you know, like precursor to the rest of the year. Like an omen. Yeah, prior to that, I hadn't had like a cough or a cold or an illness Mm. for ages. And when I'm ill, it's because I've normally had 
like a rough night with the diabetes and not having enough sleep. That's normally where my sort of illness comes from. Interesting. Yeah, I'm the same with you on the cuts for sure. They do not go. Mm. And I get, I do like infections kind of when I, if, if I get them don't really clear themselves up oh my god we're two sexy individuals on valentine's day i was just gonna be like yeah i'm a scabby <laughs> like <laughs> and the problem is for me is i'm a picker if there's a spot i'm gonna pick it if there's a scab i'm picking it if there's a blister that ain't staying as it is <laughs> oh yeah if i get like a big spot i'm not leaving that alone look at this one <laughs> just come out of nowhere it's so big i actually think it's a bite i can't see it it's like big, it's like raised, but it's not very red, but it is big like here. So I think um, I'm going to have a play with that when we're finished. Oh, lovely. Um, see what, see what comes out. Treat yourself. I think it probably is to do with your immune system. I told you before that I tried to get like laser hair removal and the place wouldn't take me because I had diabetes. And then I was like, oh. and then I remember talking to you before and you were like, oh, just lie about it. Say, don't, don't mention it. It's like, but now you can't, like I've got, devices on my body that makes it very obvious what's going on here yeah I've timed massages before like given myself a bit of insulin taken the pod off for the hour-long massage and then put a new one on afterwards because I just can't be bothered with the question yeah depends on the day sometimes I'm like don't worry about that just ignore it just work around it but I think once upon a time, and I, I think I've talked about this before, I was about 15 or 16 and my friend bought me a massage for my birthday and I'd never had one before and I was so excited because I felt like such a fancy grown-up and I got there and they wouldn't do it because I ticked the box saying I was diabetic and the reasoning was something like, you know, it will change your blood pressure, which has like arguably very little to do with it. But it was just one of those computer says no things and I remember I was crushed and do you know what they did instead? painted my nails I was fuming so yeah, that's where that comes about from. that but I think you know people are a bit more educated now and I would absolutely advocate for myself in that situation and be like hang on I live with this I know exactly what's going on here but I guess it's like so they don't get sued oh that stuff really gives me a headache because when I was thinking about the laser thing it's to do with the healing thing isn't it like if you get like a or if you you've already got like a ingrown hair or something I don't know probably getting too in depth here and I don't know enough about laser hair removal but I would imagine if you get like a sore or a scab and then it grows into an infection and then you lose a leg because you know I'm not saying that's what's going to happen but they you know they threaten us with losing feet all the time so um don't walk on the sand guys (laughs) I knew that was just kidding (laughs) always walk on the sand always walk on the sand you feel those footprints in the sand Leona Lewis she knows. Oh my god, guess who's just turned up? Leona Lewis? No, not Leona Lewis, the dog. She oh. poked her head around the door and then she looked at me and I just went, no, hun. She's got back She to knows bed. we're coming to the end of the podcast. She was like, this hasn't happened like, in three months. I need to make myself known. Is it my turn? <laughs> We've got this new chair in our office and she keeps looking at the chair. It's like a really, it's quite a low down, like big, sort of comfy chair. And she keeps looking at the chair like, for me? And I keep going, no, hun, not for you. <laughs> oh, Princess Mealy. Um, do we have anything else to talk about? I just feel like we've done some really mm. sexy chats. So business as usual, very happy about it. Well, you know me, I like to keep it sexy at all times. I think, you know, that's why people relate. We're all just grim humans doing our best. No, I think people love us because we're so sexy. <laughs> yes, think, that's God, exactly that's it. That's a really 
these girls with the toenails and the frush and the ingrown <laughs> hairs, they're, like, they're hot stuff. I would agree. Do you know what? This Valentine's Day, I'm going to put it out there. We're just wonderful women. We're doing our thing and here we are. Also, though, people that don't have diabetes also have no toenails and frush and ingrown hair. So actually, we're doing all right. welcome you people as well. Everyone's welcome here. Maybe you have a friend with type 1 diabetes and you want to help them. What a lovely thing. In which case, go and listen to something more informative than this podcast. No, this will give you the real deal. We've had some lovely messages, haven't we, from a couple of partners. So nice. And some of those lovely people, I believe, are going to be appearing in the not-too-distant future on Type 101. What a segue. She's a professional podcast producer, everyone. Air horn. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we might have a few friends of the show we might have a few new faces we might have some people from other climbs from across the pond oh it's very exciting amy might even come back you never know only if she gets desperate and she runs out of guests (laughs) (laughs) and then we carry on for another 30 episodes and people are like oh god make it go away no i'm not having it people are here with us and we're very happy well, we're not, I'm not happy that you've all got type 1 diabetes, but I'm very <laughs> happy that you're here with us. <laughs> um, actually, before we finish, I do really just want to shout out our friend Heather, who is absolutely joked. She's got a, a young kid who was diagnosed just before me. And Heather has been really great in me hitting her up and asking her random questions like she's my mum, <laughs> which has been really nice. And I forgot, I wanted to say that and I'd forgotten to say it. So that's me saying it now. She's a legend. She's always up in the middle of the night as well because she's always like checking her son's blood sugars and um, like waiting for him to like recover from a hypo in his sleep and stuff like that. And I remember, I, I think I talked about that night when I went up to like 27. Yeah, she was there. She was like, on the text to me like I was like this is what I'm gonna do this is my game plan she was like yes get it and she was like and if that doesn't work just change it like don't even hesitate and so she is always a great person um so thanks even though she's probably about two years older than me thanks for being my Mm -hmm. mom (laughs) (laughs) we love this community it's a wonderful thing to come out of something not so fun so um thanks yeah. for coming back thanks for hitting play thanks for making it to the end psych it's not the end i'm gonna sing a song <laughs> the diabetes song god can you imagine the thrush song oh no it's like the thong song but it's itchy <laughs> oh my god everyone you're welcome enjoy your breakfast amy won't be here next week I will speak to you next week. Amy will speak to you very soon. Thanks for joining me, Amy. Thanks for having me, Jen. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Type One on One. Please remember that nothing you hear on this podcast should be taken as medical advice. I'm definitely not a healthcare professional. If you like what you hear, hit subscribe and do leave a little review on iTunes if you have time. It really helps to spread the word about type 1 diabetes. And thank you so much for listening. <laughs>